This is why I hate my players. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of How to Be a Great Chief. My name is Guy and we are talking about why I hate my players. That's right. I run two games on a Monday and on a Sunday. And I have seven players in total across those two games. And we've been going for about a year or so. And I hate all of them with a passion. And these are the ten reasons why I hate them so very much. Reason number ten. And these are no particular order, by the way. They're all equally hateful. Oh, reason number ten. Basically, my players all engage with and talk to my NPCs. Blech. That's right. They arrive in town. They go and ask questions. They go to local taverns. They engage with NPCs wandering around. They see a merchant. They go and talk to the merchant. They see a barmaid. They talk to the barmaid. They see a vizier. They go and ask the vizier, how's it hanging? What's going on? All the things like that. They just ask all of my NPCs questions. And when my NPCs deign to answer because, well, they have to, now I'm forced to respond and I'm using OGAS, of course, to make sure the NPCs are responding correctly, the NPCs explain their troubles, their woes. Guess what my players do? They then try and help those NPCs. I mean, as if those NPCs were there for the players to take advantage of and to use and to include in their party. They bring them in. It's just... It's disgusting. They just look after them and they care for them and they try and get them to reach their goals. I mean, as if. Not as bad as number nine, though. Oh, boy. They use logic and they think about things before they do them. The one group. Oh, my goodness. The one group. Oh, well, we've got to get from here to there. Oh, let's think about what, what way is not going to trigger the vampires knowing that we're here. They don't. They, they, could have just teleported and used the magic and set off the trap. But no, they go, ooh, let's have a look. And then they go and ask NPCs, how should we get from here to there? And the NPCs go, well, oh, bollocks, I have to tell you the truth because you've asked me a question now and I've got no reason to lie because my uh, Ogas says that I have no reason to lie. Well, if you teleport, the vampires are going to know you're here because they um, have the ability to detect magical imbalances in the area. So your best bet would be to go by horse. I wouldn't go off-road, though, because there's monsters waiting in the forest for you because that was a trap the GM set. No, your best bet is to take horses. And I'm going, who does this? Who asks logical questions of the NPCs? My part, my players do. Without fail. Both of them. Oh, what about this? What about that? Stop asking questions and just stop. Just walk into my traps, damn you. Anyway. Eight. Oh, ungrateful. Ungrateful players. They very seldom betray those that they have set up trust with. Do you know how seldom they do that? They walk into a treasury with his majesty the king. He's just a frail old thing. I've made sure that all the guards are far away. And I'm like, there's millions of gold pieces just lying here. All you have to do is snap the old old man's neck. We're not going to do that. Why would we do that? I, of course, I don't tell them that that's all they have to do. But I'm kind of presenting, you know, the old man kind of scratches his neck, which looks very frail next to you. And they don't. They don't betray the PCs. They're they, the NPCs. They give their word. And then they stick to it. I mean, how am I supposed to work with that? If they're not pissing off NPCs, how are they making enemies? Uh, it's, it's unfathomable. Six. <sighs> they form 
relationships with the NPCs. Not only do they bring them on board and give them a better salary and a better life than they had whilst living as a poor old blacksmith in some forgotten town. Oh, no, no, no. Not my players. My players were like, no, 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 come on board. Let's talk. Let's find out about your history. Oh, form relationships with the NPCs. What? Yes. What? Yes. They form relationships with the damned NPCs. How dare they try and ingratiate their characters into my fictitious world? I mean, just because they're charming and caring and ask questions and bring little gifts and try and protect those NPCs, they shouldn't fall in love with the PCs. It's not natural, I tell you. It's not natural. My favorite, number five. Oh my goodness, number five. Dear, oh dear, oh dear. They share the magical items that they find. I purposefully split the party up. I split them up. I go, oh, there's a corridor there, there's a corridor there, there's a corridor there, and they go three separate ways. They find all sorts of magical items each. And then when they get back together again, they sit down and they compare what they found and they work out who would it be advantaged most by getting the magical item. Oh, well, I found a ring of spell storing. I'm not a spell caster, but you are. So here we go. You can have the ring. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want anything in exchange for it. We're all one big happy party. We all share our magical items with each other. What? On what planet? I mean, if I find a car lying around, I'm not going to go to a friend of mine and say, look, oh, I found a car, but I don't drive, so here's a car for you. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to hoard all of them. I'm going to keep them all to myself so that I've got them just in case. You know, I have no idea for what, but I've got them. They're mine. Number four, they don't only invest in their world. They install leaders. They save princes or princesses. They wander around and go, oh, <laughs> Yes, we could. We could become the uh, tyrannical dictators of this little gnomish kingdom that we've just saved. But we're not. No, no. Or, I go, you have been promoted. The entire, entire druidic people, the entire group of druids are voting you to become their great leader. What does the player do? I think we should form a representative council, a democracy where we don't have a single totalitarian leader. We discuss things and debate things. So I'm going to invite four other people to join the council and possibly not even be on it myself. What? You're abdicating before you even started? But how does that turn you into an evil corrupt ruler? I mean, it, it, it makes more sense because you're going off adventuring and you're not going to be able to run and administrate a kingdom. But this whole idea of sharing and trying to do the right thing? I mean, it's a bit much, don't you think? Number three gets my goat every time. They are willing to give up side quests in order to fulfill the deadline that the main quest has given them. I know, right? I mean, well, we have to save the princess before the full moon, so we can't go into the ancient uh, cemetery uh, to get this ancient book, which we think could be useful, but we have no evidence that it's useful, so we're not going to go there. We're going to go instead and stay on mission. Stay on mission? The whole idea is for you to get bogged down at all the little side quests so that you don't see that the main mission is actually quite dull. If you're not getting into the side quests, I, I mean... What are you, actually playing the game as if this is something that's really happening? That's insane. Your characters shouldn't care about time pressures like that. They should just be gung-ho and forget about it and just go explore and to hell with the timeline. You know, it'll wait for us. Nope, they don't have any of that attitude. It could be because of number two. Number two. 
Number two, they recap. They sit around and they go, well, what did we do last week? Uh, I've got these notes. This is what I think we did. Uh, I've got these notes. Remember that, 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 and then. Oh, and remember, we've got to do this. We've got to do that. And we've got to do the next thing. I'm going, you shouldn't be remembering any of this. You shouldn't be sharing notes with each other. How, if that, if it's, then it's five against one. And I'm, I'm just the one. And I'm barely keeping notes as it is. And yet my players are keeping notes. They know more about what's going on in my world than me. I mean, just come on. Are they actually playing the game here? Or are they actually playing the game here? Whatever they're doing, I'm not. And it's bad. Okay? So the last one. The last one. Oh, goodness. They try to understand the bigger picture. Yep, 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 yep. They literally are trying to work out the main plan, the big plot, the big quest, the big question. They're trying to work it out. I don't even know what it is. So how can they possibly work it out? But then they're looking at all of the clues and the evidence that supposedly they've gathered through my campaign, and they're actually drawing conclusions. Better conclusions than I came up with when I was sort of thinking about it while stuffing my face with pizza. And I mean, who's actually running the game here? Seriously. All I get to do is run along and roleplay all of the wonderful NPCs and have amazing and meaningful relationships and explore complex politics which is upset by democracies and the ideas of freedom of mankind and players who are so engaged that they are willing to make sacrifices for their own personal character gain rather than for the major storyline which they're actually following and enjoying and unraveling as they go along. I mean, aren't they just awful? Now, if you have watched this far, hopefully you've had a good chuckle, because if you didn't detect it, that entire little rant of 11 minutes was a joke. My players are absolutely wonderful. And this little video, I know perhaps you are irritated for you will not learn very much from it, except perhaps on how to be a bad GM, or perhaps on how to be a good player if you are doing the 10 things that I listed. This is just a heartfelt thank you from me to all of my wonderful, wonderful players. The seven of you really make my week's end and beginning an absolute joy. You engage, you participate, you think, you act. Sometimes you make crazy plans and crazy ideas. But I absolutely, absolutely enjoy playing with each and every one of you. And I hope that if you're watching this video, you have players that just, just are so much fun to play with. Because you don't have to guide or shepherd or force feed. You just let them go and you let them do what they want to do and you explore and you, you're having as much fun playing the game as possible. This is the experience. This, this is the experience I'm trying to help all of you to unlock and to discover is this joy of having everybody at the table doing most of the work for you and you're just getting to play a game and have fun. Anyway, enough from me. Hit that like button if you liked any of the 10 things that uh, I listed. Or if you didn't like any of them, hit that like button as well. So you really have no excuse not to hit that like button. Join us on Discord, discord.gg forward slash greatgm. If you would like to engage with like-minded roleplayers on similar subjects, there are thousands of them waiting to chat with you. Uh, it is a lot of fun on that channel. I wish I had much more time to spend on Discord, but uh, it is a bit of a rabbit hole sometimes get stuck in these interesting debates. Anyway, until next time, I wish you and yours the happiest, the happiest of gaming.